everybody. Perfect. Uh, hello, everyone, and welcome to Slightly Something Else from Monday, April 3rd. Uh, my name is Marty Sleva, and while Yahtzee Croshaw is once again wrapping up Adventures Nigh Season 3 in Milwaukee, Frost was kind enough to join us again. Welcome, Frost. That's a good time. I, I got it. Uh, I'm ready. Listen, we, we got a good show for you today because today we're talking about mini games. We're talking about the philosophy behind mini games, our favorite mini games, least favorite mini games, um, and sort of why fishing is the go-to diversion Damn. no matter what genre of game you make what what is what's the deal with fishing what's up with that uh, that that should have been our title in a jerry seinfeld voice what's the deal with fishing what's the deal with fishing what can I? what's the deal with fishing exactly Do you even uh, like and full-blown fishing games uh i mean i like dread is dredge a full-blown fishing game i'm talking like sega bass Oh, like Sega Bass. I, I liked that on Dreamcast. It had a little reel as a controller. Like the crankers. <laughs> yeah. I love, oh, yeah. You know, I love crankers. Love I love crankers. buying my cranker once and then never using it again. Uh, and as a reminder, shows like this, uh, Adventures and I, and all of our dumb streams are funded by your Patreon, YouTube, and Twitch memberships, uh, with this show in particular uh, being fueled by Super Chats. So we'll be reading those in the back half of the episode. So get those in. And uh, that's how we'll be spending time in a little bit. So, uh, yeah, thank you all, uh, as always, for joining us uh frost yes. what is your what's your what's your high ten thousand foot altitude take on on mini games why do they why do they exist in your mind in games i had a different question to start us off because that's how okay. i was thinking i was realizing some of the mini games that i put down were full-blown games like in the 70s and 80s so wh okay. where where are we like Put my vision. Where are the mini games? Because the full blown games of the seventies and eighties are mini games. Now you got Doom on everything. Oh, so you're talking about games that were like small, like single, small single screen games, like like Pong. Is Pong a mini game to you? Pong is it? I, I don't know. I feel like is Pong in Pong a mini game, or if Pong were a part of another game, does it then become a mini game? Right. Like, where does that even like, entail? What is the definition? To me, a mini game is uh, a diversion from whatever the core gameplay play loop is. Um, and and it, it starts to get confusing to where, like, you know, certain games have kind of two distinct halves to them. Like, say something like Cult of the Lamb has the, you know, kind of roguelike dungeon crawling and then it has the um let's create a cult in our nice little right. village half of it I, I wouldn't say either of those are mini games because both of them seem like they carry equal weight towards the towards the gameplay loop I was, i'm also doing a lot of this I don't yeah. know, i'm doing what a lot of hand stuff so turn your head yeah. and cough these are <laughs> these are my mini <laughs> game hands, my mini game hands. Uh, it's funny it, you say that because it's got those two parts and then it still has mini games like the fishing and then it still and the has card thing and exactly yeah. exactly so to me like the importance of mini game is to sort of act as a uh as a as a palate cleanser that uh, allows us to kind of refuel from becoming sort of too too tired from repeated stimulus of whatever the core right. mechanic is so in a shooter it's it's having a moment to breathe and do something else in between the shooting in a platformer same thing in an rpg same thing yeah what, what are what are your thoughts on all right that? yeah i think we're on a similar page there i even wrote down palate cleanser as well mm -hmm. i use a lot of like cooking terms when it comes to, to the gaming and whatnot the only time where it got strange to me is as i was writing down my like later on we'll discuss it my deductive logic grid based puzzles you know where it's like okay who, who did that that's Oberdin basically in a nutshell yeah. so yeah it, it's there's a mini game shape but then there's also a mini game flavor i'm a big fan of both and when it comes down to what I do and don't like, 
it usually comes down to the execution. Like you said, you, it was a diversion, a little mm-hmm. palate cleanser. One thing you didn't mention that I would throw in there is it depends on when they give it to me. Because in Witcher 3, I came across Gwent way too early. I never okay. cared for it because they just said, here you go. Yeah. And it, it just something about the delayed gratification. You had to have played a bit of the game before you can go to the palate cleanser, right? It's a little, it's a little strange. Yeah, almost. yeah. You sort of need to care about the world before you want to start really like poking around inside the the kind of weird nooks and crannies. And, um, you know, there's there's so many games that feel just like, well, they just wanted to throw a new gameplay mechanic at us, which is fine. That's, you know, obviously perfectly fine. Uh, but then other ones feel like mini games like weave in to build the fabric of the setting or of the world. Like oh. I couldn't imagine like a Yakuza game anymore without the like rampant mini games <laughs> that uh, exist across Kamarocha, whether it's like, you know, karaoke or, or the host club stuff or like the, how can you pee like a pee fighting game? <laughs> Did you ever play the pee fighting games? It's like you go, to a urinal, you go to a urinal to pee and it's almost like a game. Like the stronger you pee, the better your fighting game character does. Um, so it's yeah, a lot of it's about peeing. Uh, I but all uh, of it lends into the character of like, oh man, we have this really melodramatic yakuza story, but now we need to have a little distraction where we just go get liquored up and do some karaoke. So that's why I keep getting it recommended on Game Pass because I, I love Bully so much because it does everything you say there. There's like just so many those like side mini games. Yeah, yeah. But there's so you you mentioned bully we mentioned yakuza it seems like there's certain genres where mini games uh are almost expected um i feel like open world games uh role playing games and then kind of platformers we get them a lot uh, uh are there any other genres where like you're entering this game and you're assuming we're going to get some mini games or do you feel like there's other genres where like mini games feel out of place where you're like what is this doing here like, oh my god you shouldn't be here this should be a pure thing <laughs> this should be a pure thing all around yeah um, yes, actually, uh, as far as that whole, like, impurity thing, I detest, this is a very specific thing, but I, my examples okay. will be from, like, Dead Space 3, and even Atomic Heart does this, where there is a minigame to be done, but it's almost like part of an obstacle, it's like, clear the room, or kill five zombies, and then get back to this little crossword, I absolutely cannot stand when, when it does that, where it's like, oh, funny, clear a big wave, fishing minigame. Where I, yeah. I'm trying to enjoy one or the other, and no, nothing offers the other one, so I grow to dislike the wave shooting thing that you're doing to me, and I'm disliking the mini game that you're throwing my way. Like there has, yeah, there has yeah. it's part of the execution. You can't just you can't just sprinkle mini games wherever. No, no, and they can go wrong. Like for all the good ones we talk about, there's there's some examples of of um, ones that grind a game to a halt and like people dread having to play this especially if it's a it's, if it's a mandatory thing um how do you feel about that do you feel that uh do you like your mini games served as an optional side dish that you are are um free to consume whenever you want or do you prefer it to where it's like all right they built this mini game this is something a challenge i have to overcome in order to get through the game right uh so if it's if it's bloody mandatory it better have the right polish i'm telling you like if, mm-hmm. if you got some janky controls or if you, if you control fine for a fighter but suddenly you threw in a racer and the controls aren't yeah. sorted out i absolutely cannot stand that uh, yeah as far as the the respect given it given to it there uh Execution. Execution's usually the big one. Mm-hmm. I kind of like my optional, my almost, the game, if, if a game has a nice streamlined difficulty, but here's an yeah. extra challenge for extra rewards, those are my favorite. Those are the ones that I will sit there for hours 
going for it. Those are the ones I grew up with. Uh, I'd have to get someone bigger than me. I didn't have an older brother. I was the oldest yeah. brother, but it's like bigger cousins. Like, hey, help the mom, and uh, just go do the dishes. What are you? What are you doing? Giving me this video game? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, um, it's it almost um, considering that there is a genre that is sort of just considered difficult, right? Like Cuphead. Mm -hmm. I like games that have difficult mini games inside of them more than okay. just difficult games like if you just bust out cuphead after I, a little i don't know a little stardew valley or something like that yeah. i would appreciate it more than just like a, a massive boss rush kind of thing yeah um because it, it is about the give and take it's about the juxtaposition you need a little mm -hmm. cooling effect you need a little spice and that that's that's where it goes for me if it's attached to the story i don't mind it like you said in, in the yakuza thing or, or bully as, as before yeah uh, you know you got a little boxing uh, oh, my favorite ones are the ones that give extra abilities, though. So that's the thing is I love the ones that uh, sort of speak directly to the main game. And so the better you're doing at these at, at one thing, you start you start growing in the main game for that. So what, what came to your mind when you said that? Let's see here. The one that's got yourself a little mini game uh, off the top of my head. You got uh, Islets, where mm -hmm. if you go and finding the other secrets, I think it's a Metroidvania thing. Mostly. Yeah, you do go. Uh, they, they just go, hey, can you get to this room without? touching the floor can you get to this room without grapple gun whatever way yeah it almost it challenges you it gives you some kind of extra unlock and it almost sneakily prepares you for something later on yeah that's uh one 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 i would say subgenre of mini games is sort of taking the core mechanics and stripping away certain things yeah. um mario galaxy or not mario galaxy mario sunshine famously um that's the 3d mario game where you have your flood your your water gun backpack the entire game uh and so the core mechanics revolve around that that backpack uh however there are certain platforming challenges where they strip away your backpack and mm -hmm. so you're back to basic Mario 64 platforming on these incredibly hard levels that exist in like this weird liminal space where you can just fall mm -hmm. to it all to your death. Uh, and so that feels like those are like genuine like tests mm -hmm. of like, OK, you don't have your backpack to like save you with a mistimed jump and there's no floor to fall on. Like, a, you know, there's no safety net under here. You're going to fall to your death and you're going to get angry. Um, and those are sort of for the. For the single player sweaties, which is what we, we talked about before we went live, our favorite type of gaming sweaties are the single player sweaties. A good sweat. How do you feel about the ones that offer you a little more intimate look? So I think someone in the chat didn't want it, but I'll take it. Skyrim lockpicking. Okay, so lockpick. I would say aside from fishing, lockpicking slash hacking. I kind of put them in the same the the same genre are some of the most ubiquitous um, mini games, and I know I, I feel like they get a really bad rap uh but there's some of them i really like the sky the skyrim ones from what i played from skyrim and and fallout they're sort of similar ish with the lock picking they're um right, not right. not crazy about them uh bioshock's hacking minigame i fucking love the original bioshock that this hacking minigame the little the pipe stuff yeah, yeah that's not a hacking <laughs> what is it that's hacking well yeah yeah like you're hacking in the game but i, I thought you meant sort of like uh you know getting into oh, the files like, and actually <laughs> Oh, I don't know how to do that. No, <laughs> to me, that's like the equivalent of lock picking because you're ultimately trying to unlock a thing right, that is right, that right. is not yet. You don't have control over it. No, no, no. I do not know how to actually hack. Oh. Hacking to me is like the movie hackers where people are just hitting the key. Well, yeah, that, that's quickly. what I mean more. So like the thing about the, the Skyrim lock picking, I'm not going to say that it is exactly like lock picking, but it does go with that whole meticulous nature of like line it up where you need to and be sensitive with it. OK, but like pipe dream didn't. 
have much connection with hacking. I'd be okay with a game that's like mash the keys over here and click on those spaces, yeah. like that one game that Yahtzee made uh, for uh, for his his design. Binge. Yeah, no, 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 design no. Delve is uh, no, no. Uh, what was the fuck was that called? All the, all the well, names. We'll, we'll, you guys know we'll what I'm talking. About. Casey we'll Jones. All the, I thought you were gonna say Casey Jones for a second. Yeah. Uh, I don't think to me hacking like those kind of mini games don't need to one to one replicate what what their real life facsimile would be. Um, yeah. There's like hacking mini games in uh, the Ratchet and Clank series where you kind of take control of like Clank, and then you almost have to like create copies of himself that um, you know. So this one copy will constantly send bots going forward and then you have to move the direction of like a conveyor belt and they'll co- they'll constantly you know make turns and everything um and so it kind of turns it like there's a uh there's a vr puzzle game out right now god i can't remember what it's called but you are it's like clockwork something and you are you are sort of like creating automatons that do an act and you in the act the automatons are doing are like what your actually doing in real life so you create an automaton that is throwing something and then you move across the room and create one that is catching and then you can play them both at the same time and so you are like playing catch with yourself um and so those don't really like uh last clockwinder thank you so much on uh those don't really like replicate the things i think they're trying to do however like if if done well like the ratchet and clank one or the bioshock one i think they're they're extremely successful in my opinion Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Absolutely. I think the, the thing that threw me off was um, Sunday Gold had a lock picking thing because you said you're okay if it's if it's not even near the the intended feel of it. Yeah, there, yeah. there are some actions though that I, that I have associated with that sort of um, lock picking. Some it's, maybe it's because I do know how to pick locks. Um, Sunday Gold, their lock picking game is more a um, one of those skill checks, you know, you got a bar moving left, right, center, and you got to hit it at just the right point. Where I'm like, that is yeah, nothing yeah. at all, even close to lock picking. Yeah, It'd get me arrested I mean, as I'm trying to like get into a church uh, or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the thing is, if you're gonna toss a bunch of, uh, if you're gonna toss a bunch of uh, mini games, then I think I think one of the key things to do is to kind of make them easy to comprehend at yeah, a moment's right. notice. I think that's one of the things that. Um, you know, there's there's entire mini game collections of games. So we have, you know, the WarioWare games, which have spawned things like Spookware and um, um, Super 56, which is an upcoming one. Uh, and then obviously we have the Mario Party series, which inspired things like Sonic Shuffle and everything like that. Um, but I, I, I think the the if any of those games require too much learning beforehand, I feel like it's like, what are we doing here? Like, I, to me, a perfect mini game is one that you could just kind of look at and be like, I get what's going on here. I get what you're trying to say. And maybe there's some depth as you go in, but I like being able to understand something at a moment's notice. I like that. I, uh, I could see that. Yeah, I don't think I've ever, I don't think any of the mini games I listed have a big learning curve like you said aside mm-hmm. from those literal games within games so like call of duty black ops it's a shooter but if you break mm-hmm. out at the start you get a little easter egg where you get to play zork yeah yeah and 
I was no good at it because I didn't under, yeah. I'd never played a game like that before. <laughs> like, this was decades before I was born. Yeah. Um, yeah, there are those. I, I do. I think we were talking about this on a stream. I, I have a uh, I have a soft spot for real games within other games. And a lot of times they are games that come from the same lineage. So in Doom Eternal, you can unlock the original Doom one and two and Wolfenstein, the new Colossus. You can you can have nightmares that are the original Wolfenstein. Um, Uncharted four has Nate and Elena playing Crash Bandicoot. Uh, in Day of the Tentacle, you could play Maniac Mansion, which was the precursor to that. Um, the original Animal Crossing was famous for it. It was before Virtual Console that you could get an NES and put in cartridges and you could play old NES games on. I think it was on the GameCube version of Animal Crossing. And it was, you know, before those games were ubiquitous and before emulation was everywhere. So that was a really neat thing. I'm, I'm, a, I'm kind of a sucker for that because I like to, it, it, it pays a little pays a little homage to to their history and their roots have their own game within their games oh yeah yeah or even have the you know to uh we'll summon uh jimate by saying diegetic but i like uh <laughs> places in the world where it makes sense that mini games exist um like for me one of the ones that always come to mind is is the gold saucer from final fantasy 7 which is like this entire floating casino area that has like it's oh. not just casino it's like also like an entire amusement park and so they have snowboarding mini games and chocobo racing mini games and like light gun on a roller coaster mini games and um it's a space that exists in the world but it also does a great juxtaposition of like the haves and have nots because like below the gold saucer is like one of the poorest places on the map and so Ooh. it's nice that it's like you know we'll if see. you drive if you drive 20 miles away from disneyland or disney world you can get to some of the poorest Places in the country. It's like it's almost the way you say that that brings to mind why I enjoy casinos so much in video mm -hmm. games. Because I was about to say in real life or in video games. Well, no, I'd never go to everyone. <laughs> God, you'd, you'd never see me again. No, in, in, in those games, like I don't even think Pokemon has casinos anymore. But my Pokemon runs because I've played through some of the older games finished mm -hmm. at the casino. I would yeah. I would just always get there, spend all my money, get all get all the uh, things like the three Pokemon even after I've gotten Porygon. I'm still spending it all. And then yeah. once I'm out of money, like that's it. That's my playthrough. I've never I don't know what it is to be the very best trainer, but I'm the casino guy. I like the, the idea that your Ash Ketchum just develops like a crippling gambling addiction. I think I'm Ash Ketchum's dad. I think that's where he went off to. Oh, this is a little prequel story. Yeah, they should have huh? his dad in the casino still at the slot machines. I told you I'm coming back. Yeah. <laughs> I promise I'll come back home eventually. How do you feel about those? Those those sort of mini games where you don't really have any sense of player urgency. It's just kind of random random mini games. I like I like mm -hmm. it. And especially if it's um, you know, if it's if it's at my leisure if I want to play it. If I want to just chill out and do this, if I want to be like, you know what, I don't feel like going through the core loop of grinding for Pokemon today, or you know, I don't want to <laughs> go on side missions and uh uh or I don't want to go on missions in like Red Dead Redemption 2. And so I'm going to sit back in the camp and play fucking stab my fingers with knives or try to not stab my fingers with knives. Yeah, <laughs> Marty, you're very bad at that game. Very bad at that game. You know, we or like, you know, you could play real, there's like blackjack or like, you know, real, right. real card games in those yeah. games. Uh, you know, th that's sort of the open world ilk is if you're playing an open world game, especially a Rockstar game, but even any Ubisoft game or anything like that, you kind of expect the Assassin's Creed Valhalla had the weird like, Viking dice game or something, which I think was real. I don't know. Is there a point where it's too much, where there's so many, or <clears throat> so much care was put into the video games that they outshine the main game? Have you ever played one like that? I mean, I think uh, <laughs> I think the the one that comes to mind is uh, Sonic Adventure Two, which I know you don't have a huge history in Sonic Adventure <laughs> outside of solving the murder of Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> this weekend. Uh, 
which will be safe for another place at another time. Uh, Sonic Adventure 2 famously has a thing called the Chow Garden, mm. which... Um, oh, I've heard uh, about that, yeah. Yeah, so you collect these these little these little aliens called Chow, and you bring them back to your garden, and then throughout the game, you continue to get, like, fruits and items, and you grow them, and you, you battle them, and you race them, and you breed them. It's like, when you start saying it out loud, it's pretty creepy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it is, it's probably the thing from the game that has aged the best. Like, I think uh, people of a certain generation, when they, they think of that as, like, that is the game. That is Sonic Adventure 2 to them. It's not... You know, the platforming levels of Sonic or the 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 chaos emerald looking levels of, of Knuckles. It is the Chow Garden. Um, and it's insane to me that, that that it is a feature universally loved and that Sega hasn't gone back to it. And Sega never made like a it's the Chow Garden game because it seems like such an easy win. They made like a mobile Chow Garden game. Like people would just be feeding at their credit cards. It'd be it'd be off. I mean, maybe it's good that they don't do that, but. Yeah, no, that, I was I was drawing a blank, so I went uh, looking through Reddit. What are the best mini games? And top <laughs> comment for one of them was Chow Garden from Sonic Adventure Two. To me, that was the main game. The Sonic levels were only there yeah. to gather small animals to feed to my Chow. <laughs> that's all. That's all. That's the only. That's the only point of the game. It uh, is like uh, yeah. like Gwent. You know the they call yeah. it Witcher. It's that card game with an RPG attached to it. Yeah, Gwent was uh, and Gwent was big enough to become its own game. Uh, famously, Geometry Wars was a little mini game inside of Project Gotham Racing. So this racing game had Geometry Wars as a mini game inside of it, and then it ended up becoming a game. And I would say now people look more fondly on Geometry Wars two than they do probably on any of the Project Gotham Racing games. I, I do it. Do you think <laughs> Gwent works without the RPG? Do you think it needs its own palate cleanser? interesting so i mean that's like we we it's funny because gwent to me when i when i saw it blow up it reminded me of um triple triad which was in final fantasy 8 there was a card game and it was one of those games where like any npc in the world you could challenge them to this card game and like the winner of the match could take one of the cards from their other person so like right. you'd go around the world and be like oh this kid's got like a gnarly card so i want to play them in this game and i was obsessed with it However, I think I was obsessed with it because it was something I did in between RPGing. You know, it was it was a genuine palate cleanser to me. Whereas if I just had Triple Triad on my phone all the time, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if it would work for me. I mean, how, I don't know. I currently have I still have a Marvel Snap addiction, though. So for all I know, maybe <laughs> maybe putting that on my phone would would be the thing. Maybe, you know. No, not every minigame is Justin Timberlake. You know, you kind of need NSYNC. Maybe Gwent needs a little RPG. Gwent needs to become its own boy band. Uh, yeah, I think I, I like that. They like shouldn't, that. shouldn't uh, have split. Shouldn't have split the duo. See, that was the problem. Uh, I also really like, uh, I like games where they're end credits. The little head little <laughs> games. A lot of times they're like shooters. Um, uh, the, if you finish any campaign in Smash Bros, um, you usually can like, shoot all the credits um katamari damasi has you i think i talked about this with jack a few weeks ago but uh you roll up the credits and you uh are like ultimately it's like you're you're rolling up every country in the world during right. the credits and so like you learn about a lot of countries which is nice that's also it's also teaching you a little bit yeah. uh and then near automata um without spoiling it it's like it's it's ending is very much a playable credit scene in a really interesting way what a what a grand old time oh uh I wanted to one one close to your heart, and and I thought of this when we were talking about the uh, lock picking stuff. Are there any cooking mini games and games that you feel like get it right? Like any as as someone who who has a lot of professional cooking in their past, like do you feel like any is like ooh that's 
that scratches that scratches something close to to the itch. Uh, what was that game? Long time ago, like Cooking Mama. Cooking Mama, yeah, that was like an old DS. Was game, that a mini game? I don't think it was. No, that was a game. That was just like, a game that was about just a Cooking like Mama. Its entire game. No, because it's it's something about. It's just difficult to translate that that whole feeling of getting everything ready, doing the thing, and then it comes out delicious. So they just skip yeah. that and just go like, oh, here, make a recipe. If anything, it's closer to baking. <laughs> Maybe that's why I don't vibe too much with it. Yeah, yeah. And that's why he's told you at the start that Pizza Tower, even with its mini games and everything, it genuinely feels the closest to any cooking I've ever done. Because um, for those who, who don't know or didn't, who didn't watch it, you can go through this little level, little platforming level, at your own pace, collecting your own ingredients, doing whatever. But once you get to the end of the level, it starts pizza time. Pizza time, you have to run back to the door and get done with it. And it just feels like you, you went in. You're doing your mise en place, which is putting everything in place, but with a French accent. There's <laughs> carrots and there's celery. Getting all that prepped up, getting ready, and then boom, lunch rush. Is hitting you, yeah. and then you're done. Oh, I need a cigarette. Like that is just the most, the most I felt like I was back in not just any kitchen, but those kitchens, those restaurant, uh, diner dash, diner dash. Lo- that's that's the mini game I was thinking of. Yeah, it, it, they go they go more for the management feel. That that sort yeah. of chaos, not really any, yeah. any of the actual cooking bits themselves. Yeah, and um, like a lot of times they'll be like will show you something neat at the end like the breath of the wild cooking system is just like choosing five yeah. up to five ingredients and throwing them in a pot and something comes out and like you said it's kind of baking i guess is a is a closer facsimile mm-hmm. um uh but getting to then i guess the big one is fishing and that is uh, a mini game that i would say among any that we've talked about is probably the most prominent um in in kind of any genre you want to look at well you know whether it's hades has them stardew valley has them almost all the zelda games have them hades does uh, red dead far cry spirit fair um animal crossing it's a huge thing final fantasy 15 had a whole vr spinoff with it um in the modern persona games you can fish as well as you know personas you can go do a lot of things you can go to batting cages and go try to eat a bunch of burgers and then try to kiss a girl or kiss a girl and then eat a bunch of burgers which, whichever direction. Well, what what order do you think you should do those in? Burger first? Or, uh, or alternate, first? really. It's like bur- alternate. A bur- big burger, like and having a big burger kiss. and a fry, and then kiss, and then go. Big <laughs> circle. Um, Jamate obviously recently put a, a, how he felt that uh, Guild Wars Two had one of the strongest uh, fishing in any in any game ever, and then uh, most recently Dredge, which um, you reviewed. Uh, we both streamed. We both loved. Uh, what is it about fishing mini games that you think uh, are, are are so powerful? Oh man, I think it is just the most well understood juxtaposition you can ever experience in your life, mm-hmm. because you need mini games to pull you right. You need them to almost do a little fast one on you where you don't feel like okay, I was playing a shooter and you just snuck a a, a pick three on me. A match, yeah. a match three. I mean, what happened here? But you're almost drawn in like a siren in the water where you understand yeah. the rules, you understand the different variations of different fishing, and you can still be surprised to the point where now, since you know the, the macro, you're looking at the minor details. Are there little bubbles? Do you see the fish? What kind of mm-hmm. fish are coming through? I don't yeah. know. I think it just, it's evolved to the point where it has so much known intimacy. It's, mm-hmm. it's almost... 
it's it's almost as if there is no way to fail a fishing game. Yeah. Even if it's the most bare bones skill check one, you're you're just there. It's who doesn't like fishing mini games? And and that's the thing is like fishing uh generally ticks off a bunch of other boxes too. It's, it might be a completionist box of I want to catch one of every fish, or if I catch a big enough fish, I could sell it for money, which will give me other things, or fishing ups a certain stat, or um, you know, fishing the fish I get can be used in a crafting thing, or I could skin the fish. Do you skin fish? Yeah. Do fish have skins? Yeah. You can skin them for cool fish armor. I feel like that's something Monster Hunter. That's Monster Hunter is all about like skinning things that, and wearing that's it. That's Waterworld. Serial killer. That is Waterworld. I was yeah, thinking of Waterworld. Fish uh, armor. <laughs> that would be that would be a great fishing mini game in Waterworld. Captain President fishing can also equal gambling plus Pokemon. Like it, it just hits so many different I mean, things. It's more than just fishing. When you were saying you don't know what you're going to catch, to me that oh, it has loot boxy feels to it because <laughs> especially when you see you just see the shadow of something. And you're like, I think it's big, but what if it isn't? And then you're reeling it. You're like, ooh, it feels kind of big. And then you catch it, and it's either like a marlin or a boot. <laughs> you're like, bullshit. I wanted the marlin. Oh, I guess it could be like a magic boot, so that could be nice. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah but it's interesting when you look at fishing like, you know, in, in what games is fishing a minigame and in what game, like in Animal Crossing, is fishing a minigame or is fishing just one of the core mechanics? Because like, I don't know, one of the things you do in Animal Crossing is fish. Like, oh, whereas in Hades, like you can go through all of Hades without knowing fishing even exists, I think. Um, whereas with Animal Crossing, it's pretty like in your face that this is one of the things you do on your dailies. I don't know if that just gets into the semantics then, because with that stardew would be nothing but a collection of mini games what about like undertale yeah, right it's yeah. almost like a it's a strong story filled with mini games almost every interaction yeah. is nothing but a mini game yeah that's an interesting uh that's an interesting way to look at it uh yeah like if you throw genres up like uh if if like every level has a different feel to it are those mini games or is that just what your game is like something like psychonauts every every level kind of has it's a 3D platformer, but yeah. every level kind of has a twist to it. And so maybe the twist is, oh, you are shrinking down to like exist inside this board game or um, you're fighting on this cube. That is all the repressed memories of the characters. Um, so like, are those mini games? Or are those just, you know, tweaks on the right. on the core gameplay loop? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Are there any that stand out to you? Are there any that you hate? Any mini games or just flat out don't like? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Either genres or mini games, or do you have any like specific like moments that send a send a, a chill up your spine? I have four. Oh well, you go. I actually okay. almost these I aren't. Don't think I like. I don't think I dislike any. So I want to hear yours. These and then aren't see if specific genres. These are specific mini games right. that they're they're things I don't like in games that overall I enjoy more. Um, yeah, yeah. The gummy ship in Kingdom Hearts. So Kingdom Hearts is a game about hanging out with your friends and using the power of friendship to kill God, uh, as well as uh, alongside your pals Donald and Goofy. Uh, but every once in a while, you need to build a little thing called the gummy ship. And it's a ship made out of gummy bears that Chip and Dale help you build. And you use it to go from Disney dimension to Disney dimension. And it turns into on-rail shooter segments that are fucking terrible. That are terrible. They were terrible when I was young. It's, <laughs> it's terrible when I'm old. It's going to be terrible on the day I die. I don't want a funeral. I want the money to go towards uh, incarcerating Nomura <laughs> for creating the, 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 the minigame. He needs to sell right next to Yuji Naka. Um, second one. 
is Blitzball in Final Fantasy X. Oh. And this one's a problem because a lot of Final Fantasy X revolves around the sport of Blitzball. Titus is a, is a Blitzball player, mm-hmm. a Blitzball prodigy. And it's uh, underwater uh, dodgeball, soccer, basketball that's terrible. Um, and it's terrible, <laughs> and it's a core part of the game, and you have to do it a couple times, and it's it's bad, and it's not fun, and uh, they should also go to jail in that same prison cell. Um, the other one was Goat Herding from Twilight Princess. I just replayed Twilight Princess. I don't like, I don't think I like herding minigames. Herding? Like grouping herding. things? Yeah, oh, yeah. So in this right. one, you get on your horse, and you need to herd goats. Uh, oh, okay. But the goats kind of have a mind of their own. And the horse controls aren't very good. And so I realized I don't like there's a lack of control in herding that I don't like, which I guess is like. That's hurting, right? Like, it's like you don't have direct control over. I don't know. As someone who like grew up, I grew up loving uh, the movie Babe, oh. which is which is like Babe yeah. becomes a sheepdog and uh, he's like a master herder. And so I think part of it is I feel like I'm disappointing Babe the pig. <laughs> when I fail at a hurting, when I feel like at a, um, and I'd like rather disappoint my my parents than disappoint Babe the Pig. Wow, that's deep. Um, yeah, that's 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 pretty big. And then the last one, uh, which also we streamed uh, last year uh, when Casey and I did the uh, Dead Space replays, uh, is in Dead Space One there is an asteroid shooting segment. So Dead Space One survival horror game. Uh, at a certain point, you need to get on a turret. And a bunch of asteroids are coming towards you. And you need to shoot them with the turrets. Mm. And it is it is broken. It is janky. It is awful. It is one of those things where everyone who loved that game was like, yep, this part of the game sucks. This part of the game's awful. Just power through it. You're going to fail a couple times. And I'm like, why is this here? Like, who thought, how did this slip through? Who thought this was a good idea? And in their mind, they were like, oh, this is a palate cleanser from, you know, <laughs> there's been a lot of tension. There's been a lot of survival horror. So so we'll give you this like a moment of catharsis, which I think turret sections, you know, Star Wars has turret sections like Star Wars, the movie, you know, and and, like Luke gets in his turret and and that's a little mini game inside that movie. Um, But man, in in Dead Space, it it, it fucking grinds the game to a halt. It makes you dislike the game. Like we just we ended a stream just like not liking the game anymore. And then the (laughs) game won us back. But it was like, man, that's a it's a real, real brutal, brutal little thing. Uh, How about you? That's why I was a little. Well, I was a little hesitant because a lot of what you're saying comes down to just like cumbersome controls, right? Like mm-hmm. to just yeah. annoying in that aspect. Uh, I did though manage a few random stealth out of nowhere. I've always disliked it. I some of my worst memories are playing the Chronicles of Narnia as a little kid, and they have to play sudden, just sudden, spontaneous hide and seek. I know it was in the movie, but I didn't think they'd try and implement it like that. And I'm here trying to make like, here, you have to move over here, and then you go over here, and I hide under the table. It's a horrible ordeal. I don't like it. That just sudden sense of panic out of nowhere. Uh, because the game was already a little tense. Like, you need that yeah. juxtaposition. So if we were if we were just kind of chilling, and then suddenly hide and seek, but they did it a lot. That was a core mechanic. Yeah. Stealth hide That's and brutal. seeking randomly, constantly. I rem- I don't think I finished that game because it was like later on where you had to, that scene where the kids are following Aslan and they're trying not mm-hmm. to be found. And I'm like, this is bullshit. Wasn't even in the movie. Like that part, yeah, but not wh- what you're doing to me. <laughs> All these patrols and all this other nonsense. I uh, wish we could like harness the power of... of- Young Frost and have him like review games. This is bullshit. This is not what Narnia is like. <laughs> this is, oh, 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 that's still there. If you ever get me on on a game trying to be uh, like the film, mm-hmm. oh, oh my god, I punch hard. And then other ones are games that have sort of surprise 
not not surprise puzzles. They are um, the ones where you just have to move things, but they're so goddamn slow, right? So it's like, oh I, yeah, I need to move this and then this over here. But you're so only moving it like yeah. a push at a time, yeah, and, and you're just, like, oh, I've uh, yeah. That, that's. I mean, that's like a puzzle solving cardinal sin in my mind is when I've mentally figured out the puzzle, but it takes me like 60 seconds to complete it because, you know, I got to shove this all the way here and then shove this all the way here. And yeah. Yeah. The, that, that style of puzzle is called like Sokoban or something uh, where you are moving crates around to try and solve a puzzle. I love those. Yeah. But in the game where my character is exerting himself and oh, the worst part is when they sort of commit the push. They don't, yeah. they don't have a precise push and pull. It just goes like into like a grid. Like one, yeah, four, yeah. And it's very binary. And that went the wrong yeah. way. And then yeah, you yeah. Around. So a lot of it just comes down to cumbersome controls. Spontane- spontaneous stealth. Um, Ooh, that's a good... Spontaneous stealth is a good one. one. Because to me, stealth is... Um, stealth is like uh, the, the poison blowfish to where like if you d- it is very easy to fuck this up and ruin my day absolutely <laughs> and so like most games were like we'll throw in a little stealth thing and i'm like but do you understand how hard it is to make stealth that's enjoyable it almost feels like many games that entice or that expect a lot of failure don't yeah feel that good is it, yeah, is, yeah yeah it's like oh you failed but it's okay you can start it over but i don't yeah. want to if if failure is almost like needed into the learning process of like oh you need to fuck up a couple times in order to learn what to actually do and i'm like well this is bad like this isn't this is the opposite of what we were talking about earlier where like you instantly you know absorb the information and you're able to sort of roll with the punches um like some people mentioned qtes i don't mind qtes um like i i think well-implemented qtes like replay the original resident evil 4 sort of the, the early king of qtes didn't mind those especially and if you like aren't paying attention and you fail them usually it just puts you back to the beginning of that section like the beginning of the qte so it's not a not a big deal um did you did you have any strong opinions on qtes one way or another uh comes down to its implementation i, th- yeah. I think it can eat a lot of the drama um because we've suddenly got to this super dramatic section where all, all i'm doing is watching uh i honestly i like the ones where it goes press triangle more than mash it or, or do this and move the sure. analogs because now I'm just focusing on that. I didn't watch the cinematic. Right? Yeah. It's, it pick, yeah. Pick what it is that you want from me. I think the server's wrath is kind of fun in that way because it puts, yeah, the, it yeah. puts the quick time events on the thing you're watching. I'm like, oh, that, yeah. that's kind of neat. And the game is mostly uh, quick time events, but no, I, could, I could take your leave. I could take your leave quick time yeah. event. It's the one that spoils, I guess, is the Deadpool fight in Batman. Arkham Origins? Oh, uh, Death. No, Deathstroke, uh, not Death. Deathstroke, yeah. Deathstroke, yeah, where it's like, yeah, we're finally going to show down, and it's just quick time event. Yeah. Of him going like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, I think those uh, those kind of take the wind out, out of the sails there for me. Yeah, yeah, I hear it. Yeah, it's a it's a knife's edge to walk. You can, you can very quickly be like, ooh, well, you just took me out of the action, or this would have been something fun if I could have done this as a player. How do you feel? Hitting a button. About tonal dissonance, the chance of tonal dissonance coming out of a, a minigame. Uh, when used properly, I don't mind. Uh, I like like I like those the Yakuza games do such a good job of like the story is generally told like pretty seriously. And then the minigames are like fucking ridiculous. 
And I think those flavors go together well. Right. It's like it's 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 peanut butter and bacon. Where you're like, I don't I didn't realize these would go together, but they do go together. Um, like I don't know if like even like The Last of Us, if there was like a kart racing mini game, how I'd feel about that. But throwing a kart racing mini game in one of the Mortal Kombat games to me, I was like, oh, this is pretty fucking silly. So I think it's when they it's, do that. What one of the Mortal Kombat games has Mortal Kart Bat? I think <laughs> what. Has like a kart racing mini game, but yeah, I don't, I don't know Mortal Kombat kart. Which one Mortal was that? Mortal Kombat kart racing. Oh, I didn't just make that up, did I? Yeah, really. I think so. Uh, Mortal Kombat Armageddon had it. Oh, okay, there you go. It was a bad. It was a bad one. It was that's one of the open world ones, isn't it? Uh, we yeah, we don't talk about Mortal Kombat. We don't talk about the open world Mortal Kombat. What? Deception <laughs> was so. It's the best open world game ever. Uh, oh, <laughs> I didn't expect that. Deception is it's <laughs> absolutely phenomenal up there. Huge. Yeah. I was mostly asking this because there's a there's a funny little indie game called The Bunny Graveyard. There's no way any of you guys have heard about this unless you saw me stream it. So like Sir George Lucas was there. <laughs> um, it has a lot of cutesy little mini games in a very innocent meadow with a bunch of rabbits. But everything around you is incredibly unnerving. There's a very mm-hmm. sinister air, but that's like, no, here, we're just having fun playing things. And then something happens to the loser kind of off screen and you go, wait a minute, yeah. what's happening? Uh, incredibly unnerving. And, and it's, it's almost a metaphorical creepy smile <laughs> that you go, why, why am I here? What's happening there? A uh, metaphorical creepy smile. I like it. I, I like games that play with their tone. So I'm, I'm okay mm-hmm. with that, but I will agree that sometimes it just feels why 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 are we doing this what what have you done uh i think it's when you when you burn the curtain and you can now see the mechanics what are you done well you see we were crunching yeah <laughs> this was a whole thing <laughs> so funny story you know, yeah this was a whole thing but then the budget got slashed so now it's a game of snake yeah <laughs> there you go there you go uh yeah and i i think you know i think grand theft auto and, and red dead do a good job of um balance of Doing that wacky tone as well. You could have moments that are really heavy, and then these side quests or, or mini games that are that are filled with a lot of levity. And I think that the two of them can gel well together. So I don't know if there's like a clear cut rule, but it's one of those like, when done well, I give it a thumbs up. Which I guess is everything in life. Like if you do it well, you can go do whatever you want. If you do it poorly, then we're gonna have words to say. That's me. It's all about execution. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, you wanna start going over some some super chats? Well, I had one last question though. Go. When is it possible, assuming that a, a, a mini game is a palate cleanser, can you make a whole game out of enough mini games in the sense of like The Witness? Did you like The Witness? I love The Witness. Yeah. You did. One of my favorite games of 2016. Oh, I like how you said Tidja. You're like, ooh, interesting. Well, it's, well we've got to start somewhere <laughs> just, yeah. just to make sure we've got the right angles because I almost felt like it oversaturated itself with itself. It would just. Okay. There was a lot of puzzles. There was a lot of ob- obtuseness in its nature, but it also kind of took away the, the the fun parts. I enjoyed was like the waterfall one. You go, mm-hmm. Oh, what's this? It looks like a yeah, the environmental crazy. Yeah, stuff. yeah. To where then uh, the other puzzles, I go, oh, is there something special about you? And I'm looking around the thing, and it's like, no, you just got to solve it. Go, well, okay. That's why I started watching Scarface during the midst of it. It was just it needed its own palate cleanser, you know. So I just put a little. <laughs> Al Pacino yelling to. So is that going to be one? It, that's going to be one of those things where uh, uh, you 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 will never be able to like remove 
the the link between the witness and and Scarface. Oh yeah, Dude, Al Pacino yeah. screaming while I was doing the like little sandy pyramid area one. Yeah, I was yeah. Like, Some, this isn't clicking right, but we'll get yeah. there. You know? <laughs> uh, also, everyone's everyone's calling you dumb for not bringing up WarioWare. I don't. I think you were talking about something differently. You weren't talking about just a collection of mini games like WarioWare, were you? No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. Because we talked about those earlier. I think it was more of like taking this one idea that feels like it's just a mini game and then stretching it. Yeah, yeah. That's to its more, to more its like sp- spreading too much butter over too little bread. Too much bread over too, too little butter. Butter over too, too little bread. No, too little butter over too it's much like, bread. Here's my butter, and here's a crouton, and just yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's too much butter on a crouton. <laughs> too much butter on a crouton. Um, that's I need to play the looker. Because what a lot oh, of folks say is um, the looker takes the witness idea, pokes fun at it, but is in and out of your life quickly. So almost is more successful yes. by doing that. I, I will say the looker is better than the witness. I think it it takes the, the idea and it can keep on keeping it fresh. And, and it yeah. plays with that version of your game. It was in Yahtzee's review where he says, uh, the witness is great if you can't get enough of those cereal box puzzles. Which it does have a lot of those. It's just it's a yeah. little it's a little too much for one sitting, and then when I get back, I've forgotten what I was doing. That's a tough thing. It's a tough. It's a. T- <laughs> it's tough to go back to it and be like, "Ooh, I forgot the rules of these dots. Like, yeah. what's going on with these uh, dots? Like, it, I got to draw a shape around them, or I got to separate them, or what's going on? Yeah, yeah. Was this the Tetris one? Was this the environmental yeah. one? Or the yeah. one where you have to listen to the submarine pings, Jonathan? Blow, what are you yeah. doing? Also, how is that man? Uh, where is that man's next game? I don't it's know. Been he's like, been it's playing been eight years. He's been playing Tarkov. So him, me, him and Miyazaki just chilling out playing Tarkov. You think they collab next? It was it was uh, George R. Martin and Miyazaki. Now it's Jonathan Blow Jonathan. and Miyazaki. <laughs> you get to the end of the game, you kindle the flame, and then you have to go backwards through the entire game, Fuck and it turns out you, you cheated on your girlfriend and she left you. <laughs> That's what brain's about. I think it's about cheating on your girlfriend. She leaves you. Uh, I, never, I don't know. I never finished it. No. Oh, yeah. I, I did see a lot of mentioned rhythm games. Okay. Uh, I like them. I'm I'm generally I'm someone who who with uh, in terms of rhythm, I I, uh, sometimes have it, sometimes don't. But uh, there's like the Rhythm Heaven games, uh, Elite Beat Agents, even playing Fiat Rhythm now. Uh, If if done well, I I, I, like the game needs to have confidence in its own rhythm for me to like the rhythm in it. Like Hi-Fi Rush, I think, is a game that has confidence in its own rhythm. And so it's able to kind of take all of its gameplay whether it's you know the platforming or whether it's the combat and really um lean into the the rhythm aspect of it yep uh, i'm definitely down for those i feel like rhythm games uh need so much to be good you can't just slap a here comes this button press it at the line like no yeah give yeah song, give me a little something something going on here little, yeah let's feel uh um the the uh, Wanted Dead, the most infamous game of the year, oh, Casey's yeah. favorite game, has a uh, karaoke section in it, and it is insane because it is just one, there's just one, and it's them singing Ninety Nine Red Balloons, and it is extremely long, and the rhythm doesn't make any sense, and it is like insane that they they built this entire system out just for the one use. I'm like, what did? Why did you do this? Didn't Kingdom Hearts do that? Uh, yeah, but that's because Kingdom Hearts is made by people who should be jailed. Maybe the creators of Wanted Dead should also be jailed. A lot of people you want in game prison. <laughs> yeah, maybe we just need to start building a game prison where it's if the... like you commit one of these cardinal <laughs> sins, like if I can't pause a cutscene, ooh, you gotta spend a little time in game jail. Right. Right. My worst experience with a rhythm game is this, this touching indie game that I'd played. 
Uh, it was a, it was the demo of it. It was one of those artsy, emotional feeling games where you are playing a lovely old gran who kind of has dementia, but she okay. remembers things through piano, for better or worse. So, sometimes you get bad, bad memories coming back. But you are going through this cute little rhythm game on the piano, and she in the cutscene plays amazing, amazing. Mm-hmm. But then it gives it to me, and the game's poorly bonk, designed. Bonk. I've got rhythm, yeah, but it's just like you know the, the K key, L key, emulating a piano, and it's just yeah. you just hear tink 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 tink, and then at the end, are you okay, Grand? Or oh, that was beautiful, but it was not. It was not beautiful at all. Uh, it was that. It was hideous. It was a horrible thing. I, I've actually Grand's a monster. Uh, amazing. Uh, want to jump to to little old super chats? Yeah, let's go. I'll probably tie into more of these lists I got. Oh yeah, there's a couple couple things I wanted to bring up, but uh, folks folks are bringing them up in the super chats. Uh, so remember for this half of the episode, uh, get in your super chats and uh, your your comments, and we'll be we'll be goofing off those. Uh, Swap O'Neill Sakar, welcome to early access. Thank you so much, Swap O'Neill. Uh, Bardungle Barnacle, ten Australian dollars. Thank you so much. Many of the classic LucasArts adventure games were arguably a fair chunk uh, of nothing but mini games. For example, the bike sections in Full Throttle, the fist fight sections in Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis, etc. Um, the funny things about those, though, is like mini games make sense in a thing like an Indiana Jones game because, like, if you watch those movies you kind of are like, oh man, he's doing all sorts of different things that I feel like could be represented by different mechanics. Like, he's not just punching dudes. He's also shooting dudes. He's exploring. He's whipping. He's He gets behind turrets, kissing Nazis, flying planes. <laughs> eating burgers. He's eating burgers. <laughs> kissing Nazis. Uh, he's, it, he's fearing snakes. Isn't yeah. isn't Pipe Dream by LucasArts? Uh, it was not, no. I swear. Was it? I think so. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Game. Lucasfilm Pipe Mania is what it was called. Pipe Mania. Oh my god, it was LucasArts. Incredible. Uh that, look at that. That's that, a, that kind of ties back to the technology of the time. Like that back then was just the most that they could do. They're they're mini yeah. games now. So will will God of War Ragnarok be a mini game in twenty seventy? Oh. Because our capacity for for power has become so overblown. Once the algorithm the algorithm will just create a God of War Ragnarok sized mini game inside of your own game. Oh, inside of God of another the next God of War. I'm throwing up inside my mouth. <laughs> uh, Daniel Th uh, with a two dollar dono. Thank you so much. Hades has my favorite fishing mini game. Uh, that's the amazing thing about Hades is like. It is like they, they almost keep it close to the vest. Like it's it's I think I think my entire first playthrough, I did not engage with the fishing in in Hades, which, um, you know, most games, at least the first time you do it, they, they make it mandatory. And yeah. then it's kind of like, oh, you can do it whenever you want now. Um, but they but they teach you how to do it. Whereas in Hades, it was um, it was a little thing. I'd be curious to see because Hades was a game that um, went through open early access development and they they added and, and tweaked a lot of things based on feedback of their hardcore fans and so i'd be curious if 
fishing became a thing like is fishing almost the equivalent of like petting an animal where they're like oh well we can throw this in here because like people will like that and people will this will give us like a little social media juice for ultimately a, a relatively easy ad oh yeah, like that twitter account can you pet the dog so yeah 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 fishing. and i feel like yeah. i feel like games have like added the 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 petting thing as a like well this is an easy uh an easy you know an easy way to get a little publicity on the game yeah, I, I could see that. I I don't think I did too much of, of the fishing just because it was one of those, uh, you fish, you pull. It, it's almost like an, just extra loot for noticing where the sparkles in the water were. Yeah, uh, yeah. That one. The game also yeah. did a good job of um, breaking up its own, really creating its own pace by, you know, runs don't last very long, and then after a run, you kind of have your cooldown period back at home where you meet you know talk to the new npcs and then uh, see what else you can unlock and that kind of stuff so i feel like roguelikes like that have a built-in um roguelites have a built-in kind of cooldown period yeah it's when you lose <laughs> yeah it's, it's when, when you, when lose, you, you fail. can cool down <laughs> uh wonderful uh king dad with a five dollar dono thank you so much uh mini games equal a distraction from a larger game that has little mechanically similar with the larger game that's going back to like the core definition of the mini game for king dad um yeah i guess it depends uh, it, it kind of depends on like what is your definition of like distraction because like like we were talking about something with animal crossing or with um stardew valley like if if enough of your game is an amalgamation of all these mini games at what point you know at at, at what point is that just the game yeah. but when like, you are, when you say uh, has little mechanic what was it? Uh, that has little mechanically similar with the larger game uh i don't know i kind of i kind of like when that uh, was it shooter games have sort of target practice mini games i think doom yeah. has those don't they where it is sort of if you want to for completionism or for just extra practice or yeah or i like those i do quite enjoy those. uh yeah i mean most uh most recently resident Evil 4 has those um both the remake and the original at certain certain merchant points you can take an elevator down to the shooting range and um it's a target practice for getting used to guns and stuff and not wasting ammo but the better you do you get little attachments for your uh for your attache case people love little dongles don't they <laughs> Dongles, why big, did I do big, this? Yeah, big dongle big talking about big dongles. Oh, so no. today. <laughs> uh Chris S in early access, thank you so much. Was Genbare Goemon the first uh full uh the first with full in-game games? That's a good question. That's full an early uh legend. Game. Yeah, Go that was an early, I believe, Famicom or Super Famicom Goemon game. Uh around that same time, I'm trying to think of like early examples of this, of like in the eight and sixteen bit generation and uh, there was Kirby Superstar, which you you go to the main menu of the Kirby game for Super Nintendo, and there's like eight different posters, and the game is ostensibly these eight mini campaigns, but like the games are like very different genres, and so oh. I don't know if those count as mini games or if those, that's just literally the game. Hmm. Uh, but the one, the earliest one I think about is um, in Mario Three, there were certain spots on the map that would be um, kind of a, a Card matching um, mini game where the cards would be face down oh, yeah, yeah. and you need to match two. You know that's something that's been used a thousand times. Um, and you know if you did whatever you matched, you'd get that item. And if you failed, you'd have to wait until next time. Um, so that might be the earliest example of of mini games like that. Nintendo's pretty uh, 
Nintendo has been doing those kinds of like little mini games for a long time in in Zelda games and Mario games, um, in in Pokemon games. I mean, Pokemon Coliseum was a game that was the thing I remember for, from it wasn't seeing my Pokemon in 3D, but it was playing like the weird Lickitung mini games, like Lickitung sushi sushi uh, conveyor belt. Do those? I feel like Lickitung sushi conveyor belt would be my phrase if I was ever um, hypnotized into like killing the president. <laughs> That's your sleeper. Someone would have to just say yeah, your sleeper like code that awakens you and you just murder the president. Like sushi conveyor belt, and I'm so, like, oh uh, shit, I gotta do it. What happened? Where am I? Yeah, was it was it an <laughs> homage to the I Love Lucy why is, episode? Why is there so much blood on my hand? A little bit, I think. Yeah, oh, that sounds uh, like a plug and play tech. Oh, those old plug and plays to your TVs, like fifty. Yeah, yeah. None of them were any good. They really weren't. They really or were like those little handheld tiger electronic games. Those were real dog shit. You know, bad ones meant to confuse your grandmother. It's like, here, it's a cross box. Wanted yeah. That. <laughs> no. uh, Daniel TH again with a file. Ardono. Thank you so much, Daniel. And y'all's opinion. Uh, what is your take on tying mini games to trophies? We talking like. I think like Chief like Xbox awards. OK. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I. Oh God, I kind of like it. Mm hmm. I kind of like it. I I like so just roll credits. That's beating the game. Uh, getting yeah. all the achievements. I don't think we should. Do a, I don't feel entitled to the trophies. I like the ones that have the really weird things. So like, go do the mini game and beat that. Okay, or go kill three people with one grenade. Those kinds mm -hmm. of strange achievements. Uh, they're, they're almost their own mini game. Right? It's like just a, a random collection of tasks. So yeah. tying them to. Achievements, I'm not against. Um, if I do imagine a compromise though, where like maybe some mini games weren't all that fun, like maybe for Gwent, but you are a bit of a completionist. If the if the Gwent minigame had its own achievements, not tied to the Xbox achievement pop up, the planet yeah. trophies and whatnot, because I, I know some people are about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I, I'm, if as long as uh, they're still achievable, I know there's some like uh, notorious and infamous achievements and trophies that were tied to with something crazy like being in the top ten percent of online rank of this game, and the game doesn't isn't online anymore. So like oh. those are ostensibly trophies lost to time, like trophies you can no longer unlock, um, or something crazy. It'd be something crazy like killing the number one ranked player. Mm. And it's like, this is impossible now. But if it's um, just a really hard achievement tied to a minigame that, in theory, anyone can complete by with enough skill or luck, then I, I'm fine with that. Uh, yeah, I don't. It's funny. I was pretty through the six, 360 generation. I was pretty into achievements. Like, um, I remember finding out certain games. You could get like a thousand gamer score if you in like 20 minutes. Like there was like an avatar of the last Airbender game where famously you could get a thousand gamer points in like 10 minutes and I rented it, got those thousand points and then never played it. I hadn't even watched. It wasn't like till 15 years later, I watched Avatar. There you go. Um, and uh, yeah, whereas I think once I got my job in the industry and then started playing a bunch of games on accounts that weren't mine, like all the games we review are on a shared account and you know, I'd have to play games on like, uh, you know, review like dev consoles and stuff. And so once that happened, I was like, oh, I don't care anymore because this isn't accurately reflecting what I'm actually playing. I almost don't like those mini games where it's uh, like just for example, it's a little arcade 
basketball shoot 'em up thingy, whatever. And it gives you yeah. three that three high scores, and it almost has this innate cent- incentive to beat the highest score, but then it doesn't give you anything. Right? It doesn't have the same feel of bragging rights when it was just like a random arbitrary score on there. So mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of feel that. What I don't like are secret achievements because. Then you're like, was it the mini game? Did I have to beat the mini game that I didn't like? Like, where is yeah. it? Yeah. Like, or is the achievement just like, oh, this is just a story spoiler, so they don't want to say like, when? Oh, I've never thought died. about that. Like, that's why they would hide it. Oh. They hide certain things because there's like one that unlocks in like Red Dead One when John Marston dies, and they want to be like, John Marston died. Well, don't <laughs> look at the achievements. Game. Why are you looking at the <laughs> achievements? I remember the worst thing was I bring this up a lot. The uh, like a month before Star Wars Episode One, The Phantom Menace released in theaters, all the merchandise released, including the soundtrack. And on the back of the soundtrack, one of the one of the uh, tracks was named something like Qui Gon's Funeral Pyre. I'm like, well, shit, Stu dies. Stu doesn't come out in a month. John Williams, what are you doing? Why would you name you it? That? Named that, you could have named that song anything else. You just named it The Funeral Pyre, and that would have been like, oh, okay, well, at least. We don't know who died. I want to so. do that. If we ever have a soundtrack yeah. for a film, just of just lined with spoilers. Maybe not even of the film that I've just put the score. Other spoilers. Yeah, yeah. Titanic sinks at the end. You know that that kind of stuff. <laughs> uh, Merchant of Life with a ten pound donation. Thank you so much. I think Spider Man PS4 handled mini games well. It gives you the option to skip them entirely if you can't be bothered. As long as that option's there, I'm happy. Uh, I'm a happy merchant. Also, rip uh, loading screen mini games. Uh, I do like that where if I like mini games where it's just like you you don't have to do this if you don't want like you can you can literally just skip out on this and and you know you're uh, fine with that I, I appreciate that I'm ambivalent where uh, if if you're gonna put it in there I might as well do it but if you're gonna tell me to skip it it's like where's your conviction <laughs> I almost <laughs> think less of you <laughs> oh no almost <laughs> um that's funny uh. Yeah, and then in terms of famously for a long time, uh, Namco had a copyright over loading screen minigames. Oh, man. Uh, it would be like, uh, I think like during Ridge Racer or Tekken or something during the loading screens, you could play like Galaga or whatever one of their old arcade games were. Uh, and they put a copyright on it and then barely use it for anything. I'm pretty sure that copyright A has, has lapsed and B, uh, what loading screens are long enough now for minigames yeah right like we we go yeah. through cracks and caves nowadays we don't need yeah those that's the new minigame right. <laughs> uh, Sh- shimmying through the wall oh, is the newest minigame them and warner brothers with their nemesis system what, what is it with you people taking these great game designs yeah i you, can, you shouldn't be able to to copyright ideas no no, that's a terrible sense. You should absolutely be able to copyright it. I know what you meant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know what you're getting at. Yeah. Uh, Wesley Thomas with 220 Canadian dollars. Thank you so much, Wesley. Mini games are optional or they're mechanics. Um, I like that. But. Okay, so mini games. If, if something is mandatory, it's not a mini game. It's just a core. It's a core thing. I don't know if I agree with that. Mm. I'm trying to. I'm, I'm, trying, oh, I'm trying to oh, think I see of what the, you mean. Yeah, okay. Like, uh, there's, I'm sure there's certain points where lock pick, like gummy ship, is necessary <laughs> in Kingdom Hearts, and I would still say that's a mini game. I think Blitzball you have to play once. I would still say that's a mini game. Uh, there's like the guitar in Resident or uh, 
the last of us part two yeah you didn't play the last of us two did you it was like a guitar mini game where you learn to play guitar. Oh, um, see, Narnia, you you had to stealth or you couldn't see it, but it just felt like so much not like the rest of the game. Horrible. Experience. I like how we. I feel like when we go to therapy, the first thing I bring up is the gummy ship, and the first thing you bring up is the Narnia game. Probably either that or Rayman. <laughs> Those two haunt me. Rain Man or Rayman? Yeah, the Rain Man with Tom Cruise. The game. Yeah, that's the. Yes. <laughs> Or I have to micromanage Dustin Hoffman across the country to meet our everybody loves Ra- everybody loves Rain Man. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite sitcom. Uh, Jimmy T, welcome to bonus content. Thank you so much, Jimmy T. I appreciate it. A superb owner with a five dollar dono. How do mini games, which are mechanically the same as the main game, fit into your definition? Uh, for an example, Celeste's Pico Eight and Catherine's Rapunzel. Hmm. Um, do you know these? Are you familiar with these yeah, examples? Yeah, I, yeah. I know what the talking about there it's yeah those are both almost like d makes like 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 uh d evolutions of the core mechanics of the original game i think it's cute i think it's neat um i think it's almost the equivalent of what we were talking about before how in doom you could play original doom and wolfenstein you could play original wolfenstein but it's for games that never existed so like in celeste you're playing like what the equivalent of like a late 80s version of celeste would have been had it existed and same thing in in Catherine, you're playing what the equivalent of an arcade cabinet of Catherine in the '90s would be like. Yeah, it's 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 like in in Doom 2016 where he's got yeah. this little mini figurine that is sort of that, that chicken yeah. tongue. Like, hey, look, it. I would I'm playing a game that is essentially what I'm doing. <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, I like it. I like it. I think it's cute. Uh, Abdel Corrales, thank you so much for the donation. Wait, if pipes equal hacking. Does that mean Mario is a hacker? Is that what Mario's doing when he goes down those pipes? He's just doing a lot of hacking? He's hacking away all that smoke, yeah. the smoker's lung he's got. <laughs> I feel like ultimately how most technology works is just like pipes. Like the internet is just yeah, a series of pipes. Isn't that what tubes, Al Gore said? Uh, uh, yeah, it's just tubes. Gore put under the it's Atlantic. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there, there, was, there was a picture of one where a fiber optics cable ran through a skeleton. So the internet's actually haunted. Oh, no. I don't like that. Explains is that a why lot, the internet's though. haunted? Yeah. <laughs> it really does explain a lot. Yeah. Uh, Netherback in early access. Thank you so much, Netherback. I actually got quite into Gwent in the end. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people did. I think that's, um, you know, that's probably one of the most infamous examples, not infamous, just famous examples of a, a mini game that was popular enough to spin off into, um, into its own game. I'm trying to think, like, what individual mini games do you think would be strong enough I have a couple, a couple come to mind. Mini games I love that I wish became their own thing. Uh, mm. In Super Monkey Ball Two, uh, which, which the Monkey Ball is a game where you yeah, use yeah. a monkey in a ball and you're sort of rolling around things. It had a mini game where uh, you roll your monkey down a ramp, and then he goes off the ramp, and then you open your capsule as sort of like hang gliding wings. And then you are going towards a target and the target like varies in shape and size and sometimes it'll move. And it's kind of like bullseye to where, yeah. you know, the outer rings are worth less. Um, and then you have to close your capsule when you want to land and then you land and, and that kind of stuff. And it had different like um, yeah. items and stuff that I would play if there was a full version of that game. I would buy it for I would buy the premium price. Sixty nine ninety nine. Gladly. <laughs> I'd buy a season pass. I don't understand what would be in it. I'd season pass it. Um, I would sign up to its OnlyFans. It would be great. Oh, I would do anything. I would do anything for this monkey ball game. Uh, and then the other one was in uh, uh, Resident Evil 7. There were these sort of uh, the bedroom escape DLC 
which is like uh, uh, Margit, well, the, the evil mom, uh, locks you into a bedroom. And while she's away, you have to figure out a way out. And it's kind of like an escape room. But when she's coming back, you have to put everything back the way it was and then get into bed. Mm-hmm. And if you like don't move the picture frame right the right way, or if you don't turn a light back off, she'll come in, know that you were up out of your bed, and then we'll like spit bugs in your face. That's so cool. I want that. Oh. I want that as a whole game. I want a woman, a woman spitting <laughs> bugs in my face unless I clean my room. <laughs> Put it all back to exactly how it was before. Uh, <laughs> I don't see. I'm almost taking it to the most drastic extreme. I want a fishing, like a proper fishing game. Damn it! I haven't had one since like Super Bass. <laughs> and so yeah, so you're talking about you're not talking about like dredge. You're talking about like an actual crankers. Like yeah, you want a crankers. A proper on a cranker where my my line matters, my my choice of bait matters, where I am matters, the time of day. Just that, that's not a thing anymore. These these mini games hold me off. They give you the feeling, maybe not the sensation. Is there not like fishing sim, like how there's like truck truck simulator and stuff like that? There's not like a super nitty gritty nerdy fishing game. It's difficult to balance the simulation and arcade uh, feelings. Yeah. It's kind of like I love hot, the Hot Wheels game, whereas the more simmy type people like their Forzas. Sure, sure. Yeah. And then even in Forza, that has the like arcadey horizons, and then the real simmy. Like Forza Motorsports, so yeah, I guess you get really granular with that. I feel like VR could be fun for fishing. I know they made that Final Fantasy 15 fishing game in VR, but I feel like VR could be like. Could you imagine like going to? They need to like have a fishing game that uses uh, the sort of the the Google, or I guess it wouldn't be Google, it'd be Microsoft World data, like how the Microsoft Flight Sim like taps into like yeah, real yeah. real data, but to where I can go to like any body of water I want in the world plot myself down beautiful view of it and just get my fish on oh damn see oh, yeah. that kind of technology zuckerberg what are you doing no, yeah uh there was but a- i mean any body of water so it should be like oh, i can go God. to like on google map like anyone's like pool water in their fountain? backyard okay. <laughs> yeah, water fountains. what are you doing in new york just <laughs> getting pennies out no fishing uh, damn it was it lawnmower simulator you, you go yes yeah. that, that's a full one and bully had that in its own game as a little mini game that's right yeah cash. bully had had a lot of things bully had lock picking was it like you needed to find out the combination of people's locks because it was like school locks so right um, I can't, yeah i can't remember how man bully was good what are we doing what are we doing in this world where we don't have more bully right but, but i get another grand theft auto Oh, fucking, there's fucking six of them. I theft enough autos. Give me another <laughs> bully. Uh, Mason Daniel, been for six months with a two dollar donation. Thank you so much. Oblivion had the coolest and most annoying lockpick. Was that the one where like there was actually the actual like it was going in and then you had the little tumblers on top of it? I think. Or was so. that the one where you were? What you, came? You, the second one was Skyrim that you're thinking of. Like where you like you have tumble. to sort of like move it and then it's like shaking yeah, a little bit yeah. and it snaps. Yeah. Someone said it's annoying if it gets too hard, but that's why you just save scum it. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, I mean that is that is a secret. I'm uh, on my on my Steam Deck. I've been playing a lot of uh, PS1 and GameCube era games. And let me tell you, save scumming through those games. I remember as a kid being so frustrated at just melt away with save scumming. Be like right before this boss, I'm gonna save. As soon as the boss goes to the next next phase, I'm gonna save. Like. I don't have time for failure. Yeah, we, we, we need, I fail we enough need in real life. I don't, need, I don't have time for like for, for fake failure. Feels too immersive. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, da, 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 da. Thank you. Thank you. John Connor. 
with a 550 Canadian donation. Thank you so much, John. Are the small tasks in Breath of the Wild minigames or part of the main game? Stuff like uh, making a circle of rocks, finding the Koroks, cooking. I'd call those minigames, but they're almost okay. sort of uh, utility-focused minigames. You know, like you're gonna do yeah. this, it would be boring if you just went to... If it was just a bunch of menus, that would be boring, so we're gonna yeah. make it its own little thing. It's almost... Yeah, I mean, I guess... It's not what, well, yeah, they're not one of the, like, you can mainline the game and never cook or never collect Korok seed. Um, however, why would you do that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's one of those things, like, they're there sort of on purpose. Um, I like them, though. I like them. Uh, Pattern Pike uh, in early access. Thank you so much. Now Namco doesn't own them. I want load game mini games, loading mini games. See, that's the problem, though, is we, we don't have loading anymore. Well, what's the longest loading screen that you've encountered in this day and age if you're an athlete you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down after all a team is only as good as its weakest link so you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field that's why there's no vape in team when you vape you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs if you're a step behind the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. And the last one I remember being like, Jesus, we're still doing this, was almost 10 years ago. It was uh, Bloodborne before its, for, uh, before its patch. I don't know if you remember Bloodborne at launch. I don't know if you played Bloodborne at launch, but it's, uh, it's, its loading was like something like 65 seconds. Um, and frequent. And, and you die a lot in those games. Spoilers. And so that was not fun. Uh... Richard says Red Dead 2's launch. Yeah, I mean, I guess first time loads. A lot of those games have like a very long first time load. Um, but I feel like I played Red Dead like I loaded it up and I didn't turn the game off for like a week, which is probably not healthy. It's but still loading. That's how it, it's, it's still loading it's out in the background. Uh, was it, um, uh, Atomic Heart had this thing where it would load and then once it was done, it would, you couldn't get to the next bit until you press space. And... It just kind of showed my own impatience where if it loads for longer than five seconds, I just assume it's frozen, right? So I don't, I don't think Games you broke. could put a mini game in it. What would it be? Games broke. <laughs> Games yeah. broke. Just a uh -huh. five second mini game. What could you do? Just a little Marvel snap match in between. You got your yeah. phone now. You guys don't have. And that's phones. the thing. Is like, yeah, we all have <laughs> mini games. Like whether it's Twitter or texting someone or yeah, or around a Marvel snap. Like the phone has sort of uh, made those unnecessary i guess because back in when i was a kid like if i was playing whatever tekken one and i was a loading screen i wouldn't i wasn't going anywhere i was just sitting there in front of the tv i didn't have anything to do i, I do miss those though i even had a little like the nokia phone likes on my snake Grand snake what game uh oh god i think it was the blair witch game that came out a couple of years ago it took place in like the late 90s or early aughts and you had a nokia phone and you could pull it up and just play snake if like you were sick of like being chased by the Blair Witch you just play you just pull just, your phone and play you know, just like yeah. in the movie <laughs> just, just like in the movie like well this Blair Witch is creating all sorts of, of scary stick men but uh however counterpoint I can play snake so that's fine <laughs> uh Damien Glenn thank you so much for the bonus content I quit playing Final Fantasy 10 because they forced me to play bits blitzball and I never tried again it's funny blitzball and gummy ship were two games I hated but people in chat that they loved and they told me the reason i hated it was because i didn't understand it and i think the reason you all like it is because you have stockholm syndrome 
and you all belong in those prison cells next to Nomura and Kizunaka <laughs> and all those people. You know who's never going to a gameplay prison cell? Hideo Kojima. I was about to say, <laughs> you keep moving the goalposts and more people are ending up in prison. At what point Look, do these I These aren't even game out? developers. They're just watching. By the time you put me in the prison, I will go in without a without a, much of a whimper because I spoke up for no one. <laughs> <laughs> no one was there to speak up for me. Listen, Kojima allowed minigames in the director's cuts of uh, Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3. Metal Gear Solid 2 had a skateboarding game where you would skateboard on uh, the, the the big shell. And Metal Gear Solid 3, the best minigame, was the Ape Escape minigame. And so uh, they, they put the apes from Ape, Ape Escape in there. And, like, the colonel would call you and he'd be like, Snake, the apes, they've escaped. <laughs> and then you have to run around the areas and, like, tranquilize the apes. Great. It was great. Kojima, you're perfect. Uh, you can do nothing wrong. Um, except for all the things you've done wrong. Aside from that, nothing wrong. Uh, McLovin V. Welcome to bonus content, McLovin. Remember McLovin? Remember the hit film Superbad? Oh, man. That's, those kinds of films are the harbingers of recessions. Of, oh, no. Yeah. I mean, it was right around 2008. Yeah. So, like, this, oh, no. this new um, Jennifer Lawrence film, like, we're in a recession. <laughs> oh, no. It's happening again. <laughs> Session. Uh, Lauren with a two dollar dono. Thank you so much. Persona Five Royals uh, Dart mini game was weirdly satisfying. I like darts. I like darts in real life, and I like dart mini games. I call those like the, the bar likes the arcade. Yeah, games. yeah. A little little air hockey, little darts, little ski yeah, ball yeah. action. Oh yeah, yeah. A little ski ball, a little pool. Ooh, Ooh pool. Oh, We're good. Big fan. Uh, and Lauren again with five dollars. Thank you so much. Also, shout out to Ocarina of Time for the best nostalgic fishing mini game. Spent many hours in that pond. I think that was another thing is as a kid, I got excited for mini games because if I, I got so few games as a kid that it felt like I was getting a little bonus game. It's like, oh, you thought I was just getting a Zelda game, but I also have a full fishing game in here. <laughs> so look at me. I have two games on here. I bet you would have loved those plug and plays. A hundred, <laughs> hundred and one. Hundred and one games and you play them you're like, oh, these are all bad. These are all horrible. <laughs> these are, well, how did I get tricked? Oh, no. Uh, that's funny. Uh, Harrison Novak, dollar ninety nine. Don't know base building mini games like in Assassin's Creed Two. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about kind of, of management no. management games? Ooh, you're not. I weren't a fan of those. I uh, might have to come back to that game at a later time. That's Assassin's Creed Two, and I it wasn't my vibe. I respect it. Okay, it wasn't my vibe. I, I don't I don't know if I'm, if I'm in a position to say I didn't like that part of the game or if it was just because it was associated with the game that uh, that I wasn't really feeling it. Base build. I'm not a big Base tower build. defense guy to begin with. Uh. Neither am I. There's certain if used extremely sparingly, I don't mind. Um, Final Fantasy seven has a Fort Condor minigame where you're sort of tower defense. That's probably the first tower defense anything I've I've played um i like base building if it's like it happens a lot in rpgs and i guess in games like assassin's creed when you're building the brotherhood and everything where it feels like i'm i need to to build a team or a squad or a community and i like seeing the uh physical representation of that grow so like suikoden 2 has you building a castle and every time you recruit a new character and there's like 108 of them they go to the castle and they have a role so like yeah. you can recruit a chef and he goes into the kitchen and suddenly the food in your castle is better like that kind of thing and, mm -hmm. and uh you know you can uh, you can recruit a carpenter and all of a sudden he's building bigger rooms and and i like that i'm a i'm a, I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff i like home bases 
Okay, there we go. Yeah, that's a, that's a different thing. I think that's different. Yeah, I feel like this is this is a different combo. But I'm a big fan of. I like somewhere in a game where I can go to, like it's kind of like the hub world where I can go to and like a familiar pillow to rest my head. Familiar world, you you can get the cosmetics and you you it's a, it's an exciting thing. Like you said, you see the carpenter and you go, ooh, you could do things for my base. I know what he's gonna do. I'm never gonna use him in battle, but I know he's gonna build some some sick shit back home. Kidnap the butcher. We have meat yeah. now. <laughs> We're not going to eat the butcher. That almost implied that we were. <laughs> I was about to say, it sounded like, so guys, the base has resorted to cannibalism. I don't know how this happened. I'm sorry. Uh, Tsunami Doucher with a $20 dono. Thank you so much. Monster Hunter feels like the perfect use of mini games. Everything you do uh, from fishing to mining to crafting to hunting feeds back into its progression core. You can even make armor to be better at the mini games. Yeah, yeah I think that's a lot of the best. Um, the Yakuza games do that now. The... Uh, the Persona games do that, where where everything you're doing, Spiritfarer, all those little things are all feeding back into their to their core loop. Dredge, even to a certain extent, um, everything. It felt like everything I was doing was making every progress on a spoke was still building towards yeah. the wheel itself. You you big monster hunter river? No, oh, I'm not. A, I uh, one monster. of those games I, I I appreciate from a distance. There you go. Yeah, I'm. I watch also... video essays on it. I like hearing people <laughs> talk about them, uh, but it's it's too scary. Yeah, I'm also a, a monster gatherer, not not much of a hunter. Uh, yeah. I, so I've never so gotten to the Pokemon? mini games. Possibly yes. Po- Pokemon is monster gathering. That's what it is. You're either a monster hunter or a monster monster gatherer. Yeah, yeah. Oh. That's a psychological test right there. Um, witticism with a file Ardono. Thank you so much. What's your preferred loading alternative? A door opening mini game or a traversal sequence with dialogue? <laughs> that what's happening? Every time um, I'm doing a mini game, they're loading. They're like, oh shit, we got to make some more game behind oh. this. Um, I don't mind like the, with traversal sequence with dialogues making me think of stuff like the elevators in Mass Effect, where it's like. We're not loading. This isn't a loading screen at all. Your characters need to take the elevator. Uh, if done right, I like I, I like screens where it shows my characters hanging out and like in a transition period and sort of shooting the shit. Um, I feel like a lot of times, especially in those early examples, it was less. It wasn't really done well. It was more of just like uh, we got to do something and this is it. This is like a cool idea, I guess. It is weird to think about how loading screens are like a thing of the past or are going to be a thing of the past or like these kind of concessions aren't things that developers are really going to have to deal with going forward. I don't mind them. I think they're, they're almost seen as like a, like bad development at this point. I'm okay with an old school loading design. Just boom. You don't have to, I'm just playing the next Sonic game and I'm going through a crack in the wall or atomic heart had this weird habit of just making you go through the gutters entire time i'm wondering now that massive elevator sequence at the start were they loading the whole game <laughs> it was long it was long, you're long. Like, oh, this, this is just a very long elevator oh no it's, it's mad there's no way that that i i want somebody who actually knows science and math to go in and uh just clock that elevator uh scene and see like yeah. how tall the building would actually have to be if you were in an elevator for that long it is there's like massive. that runway and i think uh Fast and Furious Five, like the runway and the final and the final thing is like, oh, this runway would be like something like fourteen miles long. Yep. Like, what is going on? <laughs> Ran out of gas before we got. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
uh hunter rose with a ten dollar dono thank you so much i always liked uh games that have a collection of mini games bundled in with them i think i spent most of the time in mini games uh more of the time in mini games than in the actual game things like the aforementioned pokemon coliseum i miss that i, I feel like we're we're getting away from that of like People were like, maybe we don't have enough meat on the core bone. So here are some mini games. And sometimes you'd get the ones that are like Lickitung's sushi conveyor belt or or the, the, <laughs> or the monkey ball target practice where I was like, oh, my God, this is this is why I'm here. Like, this is this is the reason I'm um, I'm signing up for this. Uh, I feel like those are products of a time and place. You know, I feel like now we get the core gameplay loop. Like Very, very rarely. Can you just go to an options menu and be like, I just want to play that mini game. I don't want to. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, that doesn't make me sad. I, I was yeah. thinking of like Crash Bandicoot Warp Drive. You just go okay. almost like level based mini games again. Yeah, yeah. Where you know, games. like, oh, this is a racing one. Yeah. Yeah. That stupid Tiger on the Great Wall of China. Could, oh, no. Couldn't move right. Getting PTSD. <laughs> uh, Samson 143VR with a $1.99 dono. Thank you so much. Real VR fishing is on Quest 2. Real VR fishing. Think about it. What did uh, you become a big VR fishing guy for us? You would never. No, you would see me again. That's all the content would be. Every cold takes so would start off with me just fishing somewhere else. So the thing about sea bass. No, <laughs> what, what, no one's clicking these. Why are you doing this? Uh, that would be incredible. I would love it. Uh, a superb owner with a two dollar donation is navigating microtransaction menus of minigame. That's the the new minigame is being like, how do I? Get through how do i wade through this bullshit as quickly as possible without being tricked into spending real money you are the minigame we are the content now oh no just trying to yep like what did i press there oh they got 20 bucks off me again you just uh, every time you press the wrong button you just see the sonic coins flying better than the sonic drowning music whatever gets rid of the tinnitus yeah <laughs> Uh, Squire Apollo with a five pound donation. Thank you so much, Squire. Uh, my nomination for worst mini game: mining minerals in uh, mineral mining in Mass Effect Two. Probe launched. I know this. I haven't even played Mass Effect, and I know this one. People thought the game would grind to a halt. You'd, you'd just be looking at a planet, and you'd have to launch little probes on yeah. the planet. And people, were, this is not what I wanted to play. This this drama based, you know, character study action rpg that's, that's funny that at that point it's not, i doubt anyone would call it a mini game they'd almost just say busy work right a chore yeah yeah especially if it's uh like i don't know if that one's necessary for uh for progression in the game but like if that's like a thing like you have to do x amount of in order to get whatever materials you need in order to you know get through the game was he was he dredging or what was happening yeah i don't i don't yeah was it because like you can have the like, dredging is ultimately mining for materials yeah. like it's ultimately just what you're doing in the water but it's but it's very fun so again it's not the it's not the act of self it's it's how you how you implement it that's that's one thing if if anything to take from this is put as much care into a mini game as you would an actual game <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah just slapped in there and no one's gonna like it yeah yeah but i feel like there's nothing that's off base in terms of like nothing can't be mini gamified we should, oh, should I don't do know more of that. that then. Yeah. You'd say there's like, sex mini games in uh, oh, God of War God of 1 War, and 2. Right. Yeah. Which is probably really is nothing more than a weird little rhythm game, is what they've done. Yeah. Kind of wish <laughs> like, they, yeah. like The Last of Us was a little more gamified. Sure. A little more. Hmm. Yeah, I hear what you're saying there. Um, 
Richard Wells. $5 dono. Thank you so much. Can't talk about mini games without mentioning the most infamous hot coffee, which prompted many an investigation. Uh, speaking of sex and games, uh, <laughs> hot, hot coffee was the, the sex mini game that was removed from uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, but was uh, found by, by modders and data miners. Um, it is the uh, least sensual depiction of sex I've ever seen in my life. The least erotic depiction of sex <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Um, it is, <laughs> it is quaint that that was a scandal. It is like I put that in the same level of like looking back to like what, the time Obama wore a tan suit and Fox News got up in arms because he wore a tan suit. Yeah. And I'm like, what? What would it be like to go to those Halcyon days where that was the biggest story on the news? And not uh, the world. The world is falling apart at the seams. Smash Mouth was right, but <laughs> I do yearn for those days where the worst that could happen is another satanic panic. We had one like once a decade. Oh, there's been no yeah, satanic we had Pokemon panic. panic. We had Dragon Ball Z panic. Um, what was the last? What's the last panic? Pokemon Go had a little bit of a panic. It'd be like they're the gonna go to the Pentagon. A child's gonna get shot because he's gonna what? walk into the White House. What? What happened there? Oh, do you remember that with Pokemon no. Go? Did someone actually? Uh, well, no, because it was people were worried that um, when you were trying to, you, you know, you'd just be staring at your phone. Right. You'd end up wandering onto like someone's property to try to catch a, 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 one of the aforementioned Lickitung. <laughs> uh, and then someone would shoot you because you're on their property. You've been turned you'd, on. Like, you'd like what you'd wander into Area 51 on accident and then you'd get murdered by the by the feds. A grand old time. Yeah. yeah. That, that was short-lived. I remember that, the, the raid on Area 51. Oh, I remember that. Did that work? No. They took pictures, like, at the gate. <laughs> but there was no, <laughs> no it wasn't died. much of a raid. All of them died. Oh. Incredible. Never seen them again. Uh, Raphael uh, Wishoki, thank you so much, with 10 Polish Svoti. Uh, PS1 Karushi. Uh, Karushi was, uh, I believe in America, known as the Intelligent Cube. Which uh, that is one of the games I put on my put on my Steam Deck. Uh, it was it's uh, uh, um, it is if you made block pushing puzzles into the core mechanic, but it was incredible. Like a little man who's pushing these cubes, uh, and it's a little puzzle game. But oh my god, it's incredible! Look up Intelligent Cube. It Looking is it is, it is it is it is wonderful. Looks like Roblox uh, Wars. Uh, Ro- it looks like Roblox. No, it looks like should I be playing Roblox? <laughs> <laughs> no, for a second, no I was one like, should oh my be God. playing. Nobody should be playing. Roblox. <laughs> uh, Casey, number one Roblox man. Don't tell him or don't look that up. It's fine. Uh, Beast March with a five dollar donation. Thank you so much, Beast March. Uh, since someone beat me to hot coffee, I have to say my faves were the fishing and pet betting mini games in World of Warcraft. I could spend hours doing both. I like betting mini games where you have no outcome or no, uh, you have no impact on the outcome. Where it's like chocobo racing. I can't actually do anything, but I'll just, I'll put my money on this. <laughs> like, like I'll, I'll put my money on this random thing. Uh, there's dog racing in, in one of the Zelda games. I like that. I like dog racing. I'm trying to there think. There was cockfighting in, in Far Cry 6. <laughs> I didn't play enough of Far Cry 6. Oh. I mentioned you were actually controlling the, the rooster. No. You're the actual rooster? Oh, I see that. I actually don't know. I, 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 I put like three hours into, I got the zero cocks. That and, should be its own. Why has there not been like a cockfighting game where the, the roosters are essentially big boxers? Okay. Isn't that Pokemon? No, because you're Pokemon you don't just get, like global cockfighting? I, it is, isn't it? That's why Pete is all like upset with the game. 
even though it's not yeah i mean because it is when you like boil it down it's like kind of gnarly i don't know well I, it's been a while I'm, I'm thinking all these great uh mini games and then you have like wii sports are those mini games i like my sport my mini game sport likes because i like putt putt more than like golf yeah so do i we need to play that we need to play golf with friends again on on game night Ooh, that's a good one i like it. it's gross um yeah like wii sports those those are the game if those are mini games there's no there's no macro game the best no game. best-selling game of all time yeah what a game uh cornish cream to 07 with a five pound donation the best mini game ever was the cat driving mini game from time splitters future perfect it's hilarious it has wheels and meows as it speeds up i mean you 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 got me that's that sounds incredible i don't actually remember that. i remember i played a lot of time splitters too i played a, i played a little bit of future perfect i don't remember the cat driving mini game um however i do have it on my my super gamecube plus so i will i will play it there i don't i don't even know what this was that that is um that's a very popular one too just out of nowhere now you're just racing i actually detest some uh the incredibles couldn't beat that because you had to be Dash and it just turned no. into an Infinite Runner out of nowhere. <laughs> it's impossible. Horrible. Yeah, I guess racing people go to a lot because it's um, like we were talking about uh, uh, games where you learn what the mechanic is immediately. And I feel like racing is one of those things where as soon as you see it, you're like, oh, I understand that. Like, I understand what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to go fast. I'm supposed to be faster than the other people. And if there's wrinkles to it, I'll figure it out along the way. Um, but again, if uh, implemented poorly, you end up getting something like that. I think they over, I think they overestimate our understanding of of, of the uh, the driving games, you know, because it's uh, if it does a countdown, when do I press it for the boost? You know, how's the drifting look? Where if you mess up on the first turn, you're, maybe you're done. Yeah. And if it's two, wait, are we counting down from three? Are we counting up from yeah, three? Yeah, we count down from three. Where's this thing? No, you just go the zero count, or do I go on one? <laughs> It's like I just burned out. Oh, it also has to. Oh, it also has to mean it. Uh, the last worker, which we just done the review for it, the three MR, right. has a racing bit in it. But if you crash, you you end up ahead of where you were. You just end up winning again every time you crash. You could practically oh. win the whole thing by just crashing into the walls. That's why I drive. I drive recklessly because it usually gets me to my destination faster. If your destination is prison, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next to Yuji, in between Yujinaka and Nomura, yep, fastest way to find a cop. <laughs> <laughs> uh dower dodger esquire with a ten dollar dono thank you so much dower dodger new national statistic people arrested playing pokemon go we got to figure that out we got to uh, figure that out. i think people are also worried about them like walking into traffic like some dumb kid be like i gotta catch a pidgeotto and then they get fucking pancaked <laughs> by a dump truck <laughs> i saw snorlax <laughs> in the hospital the last thing i saw before i died <laughs> i feel bad if a kid did die i apologize to the Kid, it's possible uh, not to the kid but to the kid's family i know some i know some people were getting mugged uh the people would just put out like pokemon bait you know and those would become hot spots they would just yeah. come by and mug people with, for their phones uh it was pretty, a weird summer funny. that's pretty funny it was a weird summer uh what a time to be alive uh beast march another two dollar dono thank you so much autocorrect strikes again it was pet battling oh not pet betting pet battling oh well, i do like pet betting though as well I like pet betting. Pet like, so bad. Yeah. They made uh, a yeah, whole just, game out of it. <laughs> they made a whole series out of it. It's <laughs> incredible. 
and then uh, John Connor with a 550 Canadian dono. Thank you so much. Is real life just mini games until you die? I feel like I haven't found the primary gameplay yet. Damn, that's deep. Hits blunt. Starts talking about his mini games. Is real life just a collection of mini games? Is the high score? Oh man, like everything in your life could be gamified. You are the game. This is just The Sims. Oh no! I mean, it's like a variety is the spice of life. It's always nice to have palate cleansers, even like in a full day work. I, I like my days that are broken up by, you know, having a day where it's just back to back meetings or back to back streams. That could be exhausting. But if you do a little bit, some some meetings, some streams, some writing, some editing. You know, some 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 playing, some capturing. So that's that's a variety, the spice of life. Yeah, goes also, card- cardamom is one of the spices of life as cardamom well. Cardamom and garlic, garlic powder. Well, that's the <laughs> spice of life, right there. No, I've even, I've even had that same sensation with that. I have way more time now to play games than I did when I was younger. But oh, yeah. I cherish that hour my mother would give me. It's like you can yeah. play your game for an hour. Oh boy, it didn't matter if the game yeah. was shite. That was a great yeah, time, yeah. gaming time. Now I could wake up, roll into the office, roll into a chair, start gaming, and hate myself all day while I'm playing game of the year. <laughs> variety, <laughs> variety, perfect. spice of life. Yeah. Little mini game. Is. Where's the big game? The big game. Um, what would be the life's big big? Game? I mean, it's a survival sim, right? It's a core like, gameplay. There, there you go. Just like- survival go punch some trees and yeah yeah make sure your your water meter and your hunger meter and your sleep meter at yep go go to certain positions go to church for the final choices matter and yeah uh, (laughs) (laughs) and make sure you choose the good ending because if you choose the bad ending you don't get the replay but then you find out that you didn't actually get the true ending Oh, it was because of a mistake you made uh, you 60 were, years you know, ago. When you were 16, <laughs> you could have got the training, but yeah, fucked it. <laughs> are there, are there uh, any, any mini games that you think are like uh, not not so popular, but could definitely be seeing a comeback? Or should, at least? I've got, uh, where is it? A massive collection of the Microsoft Entertainment Packs. Your Minesweepers, your Ski Freeze, Rodents Revenge. Ooh. Anybody play Rodents Revenge? I, freaking I remember all of those. Yeah. A little, uh, little Klotsky in there. Oh, man. You think they're going to make a comeback? Or do they, you think... They should. Uh, These at least swamp like my phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think that'd be, that'd be, that'd be incredible. Uh, what's that I think could make a comeback? There's one one of my favorite mini games that I always think is insane hasn't been uh, mined yet or like done correctly. The Burnout, I think two, three, and Revenge had a mode called uh, Crash Mode, yeah. where it would be, um, you know, they would set up almost these like little puzzles, and you would drive your car into a crash. You'd have some control afterwards, and when your car could blow up, but you'd want to cause the most damage, like the most amount of money in damage, right. and it would be like. You know, like ostensibly puzzles, like here's intersection number one, here's intersection number two. Um, and I spent more time on those than I did on the core game. And I'm like, man, EA just needs to make a crash mode. And they like tried and then the Criterion developers left and tried to do it in their separate game. But it just never, never had that magic. I feel now with like the, the visuals we have, and the physics, give me that crash mode. That crash That's mode. why I drive recklessly, because I just want to replicate cr- crash mode in real life. And I have some nostalgia, officer. <laughs> you understand, don't you? It almost seems as if those mini games are starting to just become phone 
for <laughs> phone games, you know? Oh, yeah, uh, I guess that's true. Yeah. Ooh, oh, that's going to burn whenever a toddler comes to me and it's like, oh, you're playing a phone game in your AAA game. It's like, how dare Oh, no. How dare oh, no. The, the culture shock. When I went to an arcade in 2000, uh, 2016 or so, I went to the arcade and it had like Flappy Bird and Fruit All Ninja. The I'm like, what is this garbage? Yeah, yeah. What is I'm just waiting to like go to an arcade and there's like a giant Marvel snap machine. I'm like, yes, I will pay five dollars to play this because <laughs> I don't, I don't know why. Just to <laughs> get will. my name in the high score and name it something <laughs> yeah. like but. Oh no, it's only three letters. Just B U T. But what? <laughs> but what? <laughs> but what? <laughs> Uh, and before we close up for the day, Squire Apollo with a five pound donation. Thank you so much. We're still on the tutorial level. The main game starts when the nukes fly and the dust settles. Oh, we're, love playing, that. we're playing Civ. <laughs> I love that. I also read that in Sam Elliott's voice, so I like that even more. <laughs> um, that was wonderful. Uh, Ross, thank you so much once again for, for joining me. Uh, another wonderful conversation this week on Slay Something Else. Uh, Frost, where can folks check you out? What should folks watch? Uh, you'll be streaming uh, later today in about uh, four and a half hours. Uh, you so and Will will be streaming uh, Hidden Gems. You'll be taking over the, the Hidden Gem slot. Don't worry, everyone will be back. You're not, you're not just going to have to watch us on streams yeah. all day, every day. Um, uh, everyone gets back uh, from Milwaukee uh, at the end of the week, so... Next week should be back to normal streams. But yeah, you and Will, Hidden Gems, uh, do you know what you're playing? Uh, let's see here. What did Nick say? Dark Nick chose light. the game. If the game is if the game's <laughs> bad, it's Nick's fault. If the game is good, uh, well done, Frost. Yeah, it looks like a bit of sci-fi blasphemous. I think it'll be the first time I do a Souls-like on stream. Ooh. Uh, we'll see how... It's called how Dark Light? Pencils. Yeah. Is Dark Light a hidden gem? Is it? I don't know. It's hidden. We'll see. We'll see if it's, it's a hidden. Gem. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely hidden. Outside of uh, that, I've got the last worker reviewed just come through. Interesting uh, game. Yeah. Uh, early access, I believe, got a new cold take. The rest of you, you can go watch. That's the, right. The other one, which is now our most uh, watched cold take. Kind of crazy. That's right. I saw it. it's 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 like uh, I think above eighty k now. Like, oh. That's the that's like the the population of like a uh, a large town. Look at that! A whole large town watched it. They forced everyone in the large town to enter the large arena and watch your cold take of all at once, which would just amount yeah. to one view. One view. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Yeah. But uh, yeah, that, that's it for me. Uh, awesome. Yeah, and your uh, your cold take that's in early access now might be our first video that has uh, spy kids on the thumbnail. You guys have never. Wow. Wow. Uh, I, I don't I don't think I've ever spy kid spy kitted on a thumbnail. Uh, Yahtzee probably did a bunch of ZPs of spy kids. He's a renowned spy kids fan. There, there you go. Yeah. So there you Real go. Blazers. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Other than that, thank you guys uh, so much uh, for for tuning in, for your super chats, for your memberships. As Nick is saying in the comments, uh, SideQuest season two premieres this Saturday for members and for the patrons. So there you go. You can see what sort of what sort of wacky adventures you can find out who is inside Quest Season Two, and what sort of wacky adventures they're getting into uh, in the cabin. So there you go. So I don't know if I was supposed to spoil the cabin thing. There's a cabin. Well, fuck you guys. There's a cabin. In it. There's, a cabin there's a bunch of cabins. There's a there's a cabin in the woods. There's a whole film about cabins in the woods. It's fine. Uh, so for Frost, this was Marty. Thank you guys so much for joining us for a slight something else. Uh, remember hidden gems in uh, four plus hours. Otherwise, we'll see you all later.